What's up, everybody, and welcome to another new episode of the Silver Tryhards podcast. Yay! Woo, yay. Exactly. <laughs> I am your host, Sean Love, and with me, as always, is my good friend and co-host, Ryan, Ryan. Trombatore. Oh. oh, I cut you off. I was introducing you. say my you. name. I don't need yeah. to. <laughs> say my name. All right, Walter White, <laughs> I will continue to say your name. And yeah, want to thank... Again, everyone who tunes in each week, our new followers on Facebook. That's right. We, we're kind of growing on Facebook. So um, if you watch us on YouTube or listen to us on podcast services, uh, check us out. Uh, Facebook.com slash The Silver Tryhards. All our content is posted there and uh, we're, we're kind of growing an audience on there. So yeah, check us out. You'll find the link in the show notes. Um, but yeah, I cut you off. Anything you wanted to, <laughs> wanted to say? Uh, I mean, basically anywhere where you can watch video crap, we're on by now. Yeah, we're <laughs> we're infesting like a New York uh, cockroach, you know. So we're uh, yeah, you know, a video feed near you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, yeah we're we're even, we even revived Vine just so we could put stuff on there. So yeah. uh, you know, the whole hour podcast in like ten second increments. It takes a while, but it's worth it. Yeah, we we go to old blockbusters <laughs> and throw VHS cassettes of us up so anyway and then they're like what are you doing with vhs <laughs> exactly we're like <laughs> where did you want. find that <laughs> <laughs> so anyway we're uh we're the video game podcast with bringing you all the news all the old school classic games the new releases you know we're, we're here we'll be here for about an hour maybe a little longer depends on on our opinions <laughs> so anyway let's dive into it uh, let's jump right into the news of the week with the with the gamer beat, and uh, yeah. So CES was this past week, and sure, yeah, there was some cool tech, um, but we don't care about all of that. We care about the stuff related to us gamers, and um, guess this year was the the year of the gaming laptop because there was some weird shit put out. <laughs> um, uh, I would say my favorite thing that they showed this year. Was that that Alienware Area 51? And for anybody who didn't see this, this, I mean, Alienware is known for putting out, you know, 15 inch, 17 inch laptops. That laptop is more of a, a courtesy in terms of what they describe. Because these things I mean, are, the, the Alienware is good at selling you a laptop that doubles as a small, tiny rave generator. If uh, slash light show, where you you could probably buy something comparable, spending like two thirds of that amount of money on it, and just not get that Alienware logo on it. But this, I mean, they, at least they're trying to innovate in terms of uh, shrinking down, you know, the kind of stuff you could fit into this kind of package. So I'd probably just wait. I mean, you're gonna probably go over the price and everything, but I'm just gonna wait until something like this exists from another company and then I'll buy it like I said at two-thirds the price well yeah <laughs> but the the what I was the the point I was gonna make about this is this alienware is a is like it's not just a laptop but it has desktop components in there right like so it has right. it has the desktop processor it has the desktop 
graphics card. It doesn't have the mobile, but has the well, desktop 280 Ti. Like it has. Yeah. Well, since it, it, things have kind of been going that way, at least in terms of graphics cards, because when the when the 1080s and stuff came out, they said I, I don't think there even exists a mobile version of those because they were like, no, we we only make like one thing. Like we don't differentiate now because you're getting the same power between them. Uh, I mean, obviously, like you're you're not going to fit the literal graphics card you have in your computer in a laptop. That thing looks like a fucking tank. Uh, <laughs> but but they don't really differentiate between them anymore because they they expect and they get the same sort of performance, which makes you wonder why the goddamn thing is so big in my desktop. <laughs> it's you know it's all the cooling right and like you said yeah. it has the the rave generator it has the RGB on the back like that right it wouldn't strip. be alienware unless it fucking lit up like a christmas tree and you turned it on <laughs> has the the rgb keyboard and you know it's it's pretty and it's not designed it, you know this thing is not necessarily designed for portability i think it clocks in at like eight pounds but it's more like i don't want to go to my computer room i want to play i want to play right. games in my kitchen now <laughs> like it's you're moving this 17 inch laptop from room to room but it's it is pretty impressive that you can and the, and the thing is that the, the the key thing of this is it's upgradable so right while yes you have a desktop graphics chip yes you have a desktop uh processor you still have to buy the parts from alienware because like you said you're not actually putting the the, the you can't go to best buy or fries or any of these places where you can buy computer components you can't go and buy the specific graphics card and plop it in but you can take apart this laptop and upgrade it in theory over the next couple years so that that is actually pretty i think it's pretty cool but you're right do i want to spend i i forgot to write down the price of this thing i'm uh but it's like it's like 2250 or something crazy like that so do you want to spend that much on a laptop or would you rather turn around and invest that in a pc rig so I feel like building your own, maybe buying something pre-built desktop-wise, you're probably going to spend a similar amount. But if you go and hunt down those components yourself, you're probably you know going to have a cheaper time of it building. Like, in, unless you're trying, like nobody's trying to literally get the the. Is, is it come with the twenty eighty in it? I the two thousand dollar model probably not <laughs> so right. I, I mean, mean it, you're probably it, looking closer to four thousand yeah i mean if you really want something like that then you could probably build it cheaper in a desktop you almost always can um but i mean it's that's the portability it's the point of the laptop so if i want to play the new resident evil 2 in my bed instead of in my computer room god damn it i can <laughs> <laughs> exactly and speaking of new laptops uh the asus rog republic of gamers it's disgusting (laughs) anything that's anything that uses the word detachable in the description stay away from it it's bad i hate like surface has it okay with like their little magnet little attachable thingy but like if it has like a weird hinge thing that clicks in that shit's just waiting to break one day yeah you can tell ryan's feelings towards this because he wouldn't even let me get the name of the damn device out so it's called the mothership right and you're right so the keyboard actually folds to cover the screen it pops off and then that doubles over and you now have a keyboard and it's essentially an all-in-one also 
desktop components 2080 like 2080 was the the star of the show here right but you're right it, a, a hinge pops out from behind very similar to the surface and the surface pro and it, it looks a little fragile like think frat when i think fragile i think of like the switch right the nintendo switch um hinge and this thing if i have essentially th- two to three thousand dollars worth of components in a computer mm-hmm. i don't want all that hi- literally hinging on the back of uh, a tiny little like exactly like all i think is is it's gonna fall off the edge of a table right like you must go to a lot of land parties if you're gonna buy this kind of thing yeah i mean i'm sure these kinds of things are great i just have literally never met a person who's carrying around a laptop of that expense like people that i know that play video games are just like i have a computer or i have an xbox they're not they're not carrying around a two grand or greater laptop but but i mean it's cool to see that the technology on this stuff is advancing <laughs> the i re, the only early adopter of the surface back when the surface caught like the first surface when it cost i don't know 1500 to two thousand dollars the only person i ever knew who owned one i mean they're more why you know they went down in price like how 4k tvs went down in price right so the only person i know or knew rather who owned one was a guy who we played DD with not you and i but that i played DD with for a single session and he justified his purchase by saying hey guys you can create your character on my surface and i'm like why like i can't print out my character sheet from this thing like and so it was more of like a um this is more of a clunky use case and so it's the same thing it's like hey i'm going over to your house like should i bring my all-in-one computer like but we're 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 playing on xbox or or do you have a, a surface on your desk for me to set up my computer no not really like you know it's, so it's it can be cool i the only positives i can see of this is you can hook you know it has usb ports you can hook up any keyboard and mouse you want to it mm-hmm. um but um the real stars of the show were um amd and uh, uh nvidia kind of seeing whose was bigger and uh <laughs> so the uh swinging it out there pretty much the um amd showed the radeon 7 uh so for those who you know want all the frames here you have a nice um and uh, basically another competitor 16 gigs of ram 25 percent faster for it's essentially the same energy cons- consumption so i guess by that measure you can say it's less energy consumption 700 dollars um it's a nice it's nice competition for nvidia right right because basically you have a cheaper card than the 2080 out there which is getting up there in price and then nvidia showed their entry-level card which is their 2060 for 349 which is basically the equivalent of a 1070 ti and if all this is greek to some of you people who just play console games basically this means that those of us who still have graphics cards from the last round we we hate ourselves right now because we bought these same cards for like five six hundred bucks a couple years ago <laughs> so um about my 1080 for 400 i think so you're still and good I, and then i sold my 1060 uh six gig for like a little over 200 bucks i think like 200 220 and i i know i sold it for 200 and had bought it for 220 so 
I only lost twenty bucks on that transaction, and then that's not bad. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I usually buy this stuff on offer up from some rando, and I just lurk offer up for like weeks until I find the proper deal, and then I'm like, get it. <laughs> Someone who may have had like uh something in sli realized it wasn't worth it and it's like oh, i gotta sell my extra graphics guy. well i actually waited and then when the 2080 got released i was like looking and i'm like someone's gonna sell their 1080 to buy a 2080 and i'm gonna jump on that shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah like i i had the 970 mm-hmm. actually i bought two 970s when i built my pc i had two 970s in sli and then all that controversy came out about how the 970 is actually 3.5 gigs and not four. And I was like, eh, well, I already got two of them. And my next door neighbor was like, dude, here's the exact verbiage you need to send to Amazon and they will refund it. It does not matter how long you've had the card. And I had the card for like maybe eight, nine months. And so I'm like, it won't work. But, you know, I said, I don't even have the boxes anymore. Right. I had the. I had the, what's it called? The anti-static bags. So I said, you know what? We'll see. So I just shot the exact paragraph he sent me off to Amazon customer service. No joke. They were like within maybe a few hours. They were like, here's the labels, mail them to us. And I'm like, for full refunds. And I was like, hmm, I guess I guess who's getting himself a 1070. (laughs) So I only bought one and I used the rest of the money to get a case a a bigger uh, full size ATX case. So I was like, eh, you know, sometimes uh, it it does pay to listen to your friends. So, yeah, um, I I had experience like that with Amazon once for like I bought something and it was broken, but it didn't have a return pot like the return. You couldn't return it. And it was like two hundred dollars. And I tried I I told Amazon and they were like, "Well, we'll just refund you. And I was like, what do I do with the thing? And they were like, you just keep it. And I was like, okay. And they gave me back my money. And then I was able to fix the thing. And so then I got to keep the thing and my money. Oh, and the other thing too, I learned. um, That's that's awesome, by the way. Because I mean, (laughs) people don't don't put a lot of stock in Amazon customer service. But like... um, they, and they will see your I canceled my prime. So <laughs> <laughs> way to go. You're like, Amazon's awesome. So, but I won't support them <laughs> now. But, um, uh, if you, if you're any of your computer, com- computer, computer, <laughs> my computer, <laughs> my computer work good. <laughs> I would make a simple Jack joke, but I'm afraid we've taken it too far already. Um, so, uh, if your Ram has lifetime warranty, take advantage of that i had a chip go bad in my pc and i'm like surely again there was that same rig i built this was circa 2015 right mm-hmm. um and i reached out to them this past year i was like hey you know this says it has lifetime warranty and they were like mail it back to us we'll take a look at it took a look at it boom sent me another ram chip and i was like yeah dude this is awesome <laughs> the the yeah. only parts of my computer that i bought off of a shelf are the fans and the power supply everything else is secondhand that i got from somebody because i'm cheap as hell (laughs) hey first steps admitting it (laughs) so anyway that's from ces if we missed anything that you think you're like dude why didn't you mention that giant 41 inch ultra wide samsung screen it's because i think it's ridiculous and if you're gaming on a 41 inch wide screen you have way too much disposable income and i'm jealous of you so anyway um (laughs) so but anyway you know maybe leave some comments tell us some things we missed and we'll mention it next week um so yeah i would say second biggest story of the week 
Bungie split from Activision. And they They're took like, peace. <laughs> they took Destiny and the Eververse with them. So what do you think, Ryan? You think this is gonna solve all Destiny players' woes? Uh I think it'll help with the release schedule for Destiny. Because I feel like the the way that they were forced to release content in Activision's like schedule was pain was hurtful to their creation. But whether or not they can um i'm still afraid to see where destiny 2 goes and if and when they decide to release a destiny 3 uh just because i i had a ton of fun with forsaken but like i haven't gone black since uh the iron what is it called iron the banner black black armory that's what it's called black armory came out uh and it sounds like they're they're staying the course with you know what they were doing with forsaken where they're like trying to cater to the hardcore crowd because it's all like really high level light stuff and it's really esoteric and difficult bullshit uh and like i'm sitting there and i'm like i could go back to this but it just takes up so much time and there's so much grinding you have to do at that point to like get anywhere that i'm just not interested like the only I don't know why, but my brother is literally still playing this game, like every day of his life. I don't know; he's got he's got problems, but um, <laughs> he wants to solve the unsolvable puzzles. They they solved it, and it turns out it was broken in the first place. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, it's cool. I'm excited for for Bungie. Good for them for you know taking their taking over their their little baby child and not leaving it behind like they did with halo uh you know i i am happier that activision doesn't have it because activision is a pile of shit who <laughs> who deals in exclusives for consoles and they should be shamed and nobody should buy their bull crap and fuck activision basically well, but you know it's the only pre- the only company i hate more than activision is konami because at least Activision still makes games. Konami just takes their IPs, turns them into pachinko machines, and then lets them die. It's funny, though, that you say, um, what's it called? You were talking about uh, that co- the first comment you made about um, that you're basically cautiously optimistic, right? Uh, right. I saw a forum post, I think it was on Reddit, that from basically both sides of the coin. The first one was, do you honestly think it was 100% Activision? that put in things like like the Eververse and the microtransactions and the release schedule and all of that. And then the, um, the flip side of the argument was now perhaps, oh, and then Destiny 3. They would save everything for Destiny 3 and I'm, all this. So, sorry, I'm, I'm not Go offended ahead. by the, I'm not offended by the Eververse because the Ever, there's enough ways to get the shit in the Eververse in-game that I, at least in Destiny 2, have never felt like you needed to spend a dime on it. Like That's because you by, turn in like 100 silver and you get like the legendary emotes. You get all the cool emotes. Someone yeah, like and, me and goes and to the can, Eververse and I get like, here's a, here's a what is it? The, the stupid shaders. Here's, here's five shaders. And I'm like, really? Dude, I was so happy when I got that salt one. Um, but <laughs> But you can get... You can get, every time you level up, you get a bright engram. Really important events give you, like, bundles of them. Like, 
they're just handing that stuff out. Like there's, you get motes of light, which is the currency for it now. Uh, you get that stuff just from opening the bright engrams and stuff. Like there's enough ways to get the good stuff that I, like I said, I've never felt the need to spend any money. And then they came out with that matrix whatever thing that oh yeah where you basically get to choose a reward essentially yeah or you get one of the rewards out of a set in like a week or something you can do it like once a week or once a month or whatever but like there's just plenty of ways to do that what i don't like that i think activision enforced is yes the release schedule and their oh by the way here's a strike and that's only ps4 for a year so by the time everybody else gets it it will literally be useless to play have fun <laughs> what i honestly hope happens and this was the other comment from the flip side of the coin is that they go to kind of like a world of warcraft model where one expansion every one to two years and that expansion is substantial and in between those let's just call it every year and a half right just split the difference and in between there's content updates every so often that helps to bolster and keep you engaged over the course of that time. And when that content drops, you're like, it's basically a drip system, kind of like what they have now, where it's like, okay, here's this event, here's this event, here's this new dungeon, or here's this new thing. And then when the expand, and then right before the expansion, here's this big, you know, expansion event, and then boom, expansion, new class, new whatever, right? And so it basically turns into just a game as a service there's no longer a one a two or three it's just destiny so yeah i mean what's there is is good and i think they're going definitely in the right direction i just feel like it's almost too grindy to get to where like max is like i want to spend time with this game but i don't want to spend like 50 hours just going up like 30 light like when you spend a thing i want to do yeah it's it's just like so incremental and slow and and not all of the things you can do to get better gear are like shit that i care about like i don't want to go redo story missions and i don't want to go and like the the public events get really boring after a while because it's the same thing and then i've still not done the raid because like so hard nobody to get that likes many this right it's so hard to get that many people together and then not only that but you've got to fucking take like all right where's a five six hour chunk of my day where i can just sit and play this game without stopping well i agree <laughs> with that because like one thing i liked about warcraft is i could just do dungeons if i want right like i would mm -hmm. be happy in destiny just doing three things basically strikes pvp and i count gambit in that because i love gambit Right, so strikes all the PvP, and basically I, I don't mind running around doing heroic um, or the what the hell they called public events. Right, what I don't want to do is when I see you can get a powerful engram if you go do this heroic adventure, and I'm like, eh, I could take like 30 minutes of my time when I've been sitting here <laughs> doing strikes for like three hours, and I'm like, that's another 30 minutes I don't want to spend on, that. <laughs> you know, like yeah, and um, uh, but. I, I get everybody likes their their thing with destiny and i, don't I mean go ahead sorry uh it's like i'm not mad at the time i spent with it and i felt like i got my money's worth out of it like i it's almost okay with the way it is like because if i wanted to go and play it more there would be stuff to do i wouldn't yeah. I, I wouldn't just be grinding for no reason like i would be going up however you know uh, however slowly but like I don't know. I was just like, 
I have my fun. I don't need to play this anymore. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to. I like because here's the thing. I love Destiny, and I hate when I have to, you know, shit on it, as you were say. But there was a. I'm a big fan of Game Informer, and they did mm-hmm. this rapid fire questions for Anthem, and one of my favorite questions they asked, like one of the development leads of Anthem during their rapid fire questions, was, "Do you look forward to completely revamping this game in a year and a half?" and so basically mm-hmm. insinuating doing their version of the taken king so yeah. uh that was really funny and the guy did not appreciate that so i just thought i would would throw that out there because anthem we um you and i have the origin access so we get to try out anthem in about 12 days so i'm really looking forward to that and hopefully i have to double check if there's an nda i doubt because it's kind of like a public demo yeah but i gotta find out when we can preload that shit because yeah it's probably gonna be big <laughs> probably 50 like, gigs or something yeah like it's that. a pretty game <laughs> yeah yeah i anticipate that being um pretty big and i hope we can show some gameplay of that and if we can we will so anyway um this is kind of um the next story we're gonna do is kind of off topic but because it's plays into um something we'll be talking in our games of the week i wanted to cover this but netflix's bandersnatch great great name by the way right (laughs) is being sued by the choose your own adventure company aka choose co aptly name for use of its brand awareness so um apparently netflix reached out to choose co and was like hey we want to use the choose your own adventure name like straight up was like we want to use this in bandersnatch and they were like no they couldn't come to an agreement and netflix just black mirror just went ahead and made bandersnatch i mean if they hadn't literally had you have used the words it's like a choose your own adventure (laughs) in like the first five minutes of it then it maybe would have been a little easier to fight that legal battle but when the guy's like He's, he, that main character if you haven't seen bandersnatch um it's bandersnatch and bird box have been all over the memes and facebook and social media for like the last month but ba- pretty much since right before christmas but basically it's a netflix movie where you get to choose your own adventure and it's because it's black mirror it's a social commentary on the act of free will and social uh, commentary and it's depressing yeah so (laughs) so there's a twist and m night Shyamalan (laughs) pops up halfway through and goes what a twist but um but it's about a a computer programmer who is making a game in the 80s during the whole atari crash thing right based on a book called bandersnatch that is a choose your own adventure book but they never actually have the if you remember those old books when you were a kid the choose your own adventures they never actually use those words well they use the words like he like ryan just said like um like he said it's like a choose your own adventure but never But that's when he's referring to the book bandersnatch which is the game that he's making but the game he's making is based off the book and then they don't refer to it in terms of the netflix show itself but i mean it's kind of fucking obvious that's what they're doing seeing as they drop hints about free will every four seconds while watching bandersnatch and the movie like is it's kind of like a david cage game and it's very david cagey in the sense that like you get like 20 seconds to make a choice and how the reason i brought this up is because i'm going to talk about detroit become human in a little bit and my favorite moments of this movie are when you have to make a choice and it pops up on the bottom of the screen and it's like 
do you want they're mundane choices at the beginning like what cereal do you want to eat and when you have that 20 seconds they have that extra dialogue like well come on you have to make a choice and it drags on like are you feeling okay because you have to choose your cereal (laughs) just that that awkward and it's only it's almost like they took a cue from like detroit and heavy rain and these other games so it's like oh and these other video games like what do they do during this 30 seconds and it's like oh that's what they do they they have dialogue that makes no sense (laughs) yeah (laughs) so uh, i got to say just about Bandersnatch, my favorite part of it, spoilers for anyone who hasn't played, watched it or whatever, my favorite part is when <laughs> when he starts to go crazy and then he's in the, the psychiatrist's office and she's like, wouldn't there be more action? And you're like, fuck yeah. And then they start fighting. <laughs> I just any Oh, go ahead. He's like, come on, mama's boy. And then you like... She gets two batons, like two security batons, and they start fighting. And then his dad comes in and he starts beating up his dad. And then you kick him in the balls, and you're like, it's like, whoa, this got crazy really quick. See, I and then it just ends. I didn't get that. I didn't get that branch. So like, oh, that's like the best ending. Apparently, there's one where it's like, do you want some action? Yeah. And then the other option is, fuck yeah. So and they they do the same thing, but yeah. Yeah, so I didn't get that one, but I my favorite one is like, I got to the branch, and again, this these are spoilers, so sorry if you didn't get these endings, or sorry if if we're ruining the movie for you. But we, I got one where, um, uh, it was like kill dad, don't kill dad. I'm like, so my only option is to murder my father. So I was like, I don't want to yeah. kill my dad. So I and then it ends. <laughs> well, like no, no, I select don't kill dad, and then yeah. I got two TVs. Right. Right. And my options were to go all the way back and pick up the family portrait, like which was halfway through the movie, like pick up family photo or kill dad. (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, my only option is to kill my father. And at the time, I kind of regret. I'm like, the more interesting choice would have been to pick up the family photo. But I didn't do that. I was like, all right, well, let's kill dad. (laughs) So, so, and then when if you choose to kill your father again. Um, I won't spoil it from this point out, but there's like 10 different branches from just the point of like, that's basically three quarters of the way through the movie is like, there's like 10 different branches, 10 different endings. But I will say the meta ending, did you get the one where the daughter of the guy is the one making the Bandersnatch movie? Yeah. Like she's remaking Bandersnatch as the movie now. And that you're watching. Yeah. And then you get to choose finally destroy computer poor tea again and then it just ends just like that so that's one of the quote-unquote true endings but the truest ending is pretty difficult to get like you have to go back quite a few times because like you actually get different choices when you get prior not when, when you get knowledge later so like i went forward and did something and then when i had to go back for a choice it gave me two different choices uh, well, one of them was the same, and it was the one I hadn't chosen, and then the one that I had chosen changed and was a whole new choice because now I had knowledge that I didn't previously have as the chooser, and that happened in a couple different situations, and that's what, like, that's when I was finally like, okay, I like Bandersnatch, because before that I was like, all right, this isn't that interesting, but then when it went back and it was like, and here's a third choice that you didn't have before, and I was like, ooh. <laughs> So it's pretty good. It's worth checking out. 
uh it's it's not like the coolest thing ever um and if you like heavy rain in detroit become human check it out <laughs> it's like a watered down version of that yeah and it's, and it's it, much sadder because there's no happy ending yeah, basically the happy ending still ends sad. I won't spoil that for you, but like I read the hap- with that with the good ending is and it's still yeah. not good. <laughs> yeah, you know it's the right ending when it doesn't give you the even the option to go back anymore. It's just like and now it's over. <laughs> yeah, but apparently like the cool part is you'll talk to people who watched it and you'll be like, "Oh, I didn't get that ending. That's pretty cool." Even though we just spoiled like two endings for you right now. So, yeah, to um, the true ending. Well, kind of. But yeah, anyway, <laughs> that's Bandersnatch. That's yeah. what's happening. They're getting sued. Sucks for Netflix, but yeah. they've got enough money to fucking deal with it. Yeah. So now back to gaming news. Um, I'm going to let... It's sort uh, of gamey. It's gamifying <laughs> your TV show. I'll introduce this, but I'm really interested to hear what you think since you're our re- um, resident Kingdom Hearts person. But Kingdom Hearts 3, its epilogue is going to be patched in after launch. Right. Epilogue so, and its secret movie. Oh, I thought the secret movie was the epilogue. Shows you how much I know about Kingdom Hearts. So epilogue is literally just what you see after the end of the game. Like after the end credits, it'll show you a little video. And then there's always a secret movie in the Kingdom Hearts game too. And the, the secret movie, you have to f- fulfill, fulfill specific requirements to watch oh. it. And the requirements typically vary depending on the difficulty you chose. So if you chose the easiest difficulty, you can still get it, but you have to like 100% the game but if you choose the hardest difficulty you basically just have to beat the game because they're like you know what you beat it on the hardest difficulty you can see it so I usually play on the hardest anyway just because I have more fun with it like that but their patch uh, the way it's working is day one uh, they are patching in I don't remember what it was but it's like uh, they're patching something in day one I don't know something that really matters the day after the game comes out they're patching in the epilogue so you need to make sure you don't beat the game in 24 hours. <laughs> uh, and the day after that, they're patching in a secret movie. So Now, is, is there any reasoning behind this? Like, I didn't know if it was just so people didn't ruin the ending. Um, or there, is it because it wasn't big enough to fit on the disc? Or Well, this actually, I already knew about this a week or two ago um, because of a different story where the game got leaked like a month before it came out like four or five like a couple copies of it somebody got a hold of them and was selling them online so some people have probably already beaten this game because they had it a month ago um and when it happened they already came out and were like oh don't worry if you're seeing spoilers you won't see the best spoilers they're not even in the game yet so <laughs> they had already kind of come out and said that the epilogue and the secret movie weren't in the game. They just didn't kind of let you know when exactly they were going to patch it in. And I don't know if that was their original intent for not including them, that just in case the game got leaked, which it did. Um, but, I mean, that works. You'll, you'll know how the game ends, but you won't get the stinger or whatever, probably, for whatever the next thing in Kingdom Hearts is going to be. Now, for someone like me who is going to play kingdom hearts three without having played one or two mm-hmm. is any of this going to matter to me like is oh it- right that's what they're patching in day one sorry they're patching in uh synopsises for the previous games oh so it'll be like hey new guy if you've never so that, played this that's game that's kind of uh that's kind of something they started doing i think with dream drop distance which was the last actual kingdom hearts release unless you count 
the point two thing that was in the two point eight remix. Um, but they've been doing that with all of the remix releases, where they include kind of like synopsis for the games, so you can see, like, if this is your first Kingdom Hearts for some reason you can see what's happened and kind of catch up on the story. Hey, don't get snarky for some reason. Well, I don't know. I'm saying for some reason because why would you play the third game and not play any of the other ones? Well, for, like, one, if you may have missed them, or two, what if the Xbox or the PS4 is your first console? Like, some people may just be getting into gaming. You know, no reason to get shitty, Ryan. (laughs) You know? No, no. What what I want to say is I don't know why they're releasing it on Xbox, Considering there's literally never been uh, a Kingdom Hearts game on an Xbox system and there's no way to get them on an Xbox system. I don't know why they didn't just stick to PS4 like every other uh, Kingdom Hearts game. But you can get every single Kingdom Hearts game that exists as a remaster or a video thingy. Uh, They even released it as one huge mega pack called Kingdom Hearts The Story so far on PS4. So I actually saw it at Walmart today for like 40 bucks. So. Yeah, that's how much it costs. So you can get every single thing, which is like, I think it's, it's like five or six full games for forty bucks, uh, and then like two or three movies because they turned some of the shittier games that didn't deserve a remaster into movies. Um, so, or you can just go watch like a recap video that tells you the story, but. The best one I could find online that everybody says is the best one is like 45 minutes long. So expect to have a set down. That's, that's <laughs> I mean, actually not that bad. I mean, it's better. Yeah, it's better than playing through like seven fucking games if you are uh, if you really don't want to do that and you just want to play the newest game. But I would probably recommend something like that over whatever it is they're patching in day one to give people a recap. Uh, I, I just don't feel like they're going to. You're still gonna you're gonna be confused as all fuck. I was telling my brother, I was like, anybody who plays Kingdom Hearts three without at least watching some kind of synopsis, it's gonna be like reading or watching Return of the King before you read Fellowship <laughs> or Two Towers. You're gonna be like, who the fuck is Aragorn? Why are there hobbits? Where are we going? Like, you're gonna have no idea what is going on in this. Even if you've played Kingdom Hearts one and two, you're still gonna be super confused because they're bringing in all the characters from the disparate smaller games in, and like it's you. You literally have to know all the story stuff, or it's confusing as all fuck. You're gonna have to send me the link to that because I'll be honest, it comes out the 29th. That's in 16 yep. days. Um, as people know, I'm playing through Dark Souls. And uh-huh. there's there's no way I can play through seven games or watch or play through two games and watch. Um, Just what's don't play called? it. No, that's what I'm saying. You're gonna have to send me that link. So I'll watch. No, what I'm saying is don't play Kingdom Hearts three. Buy the story so far at some point, and then play through the games, and then play Kingdom Hearts three. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> I'm gonna play it day one. I'll be able to talk about it. You'll be fine. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I'm just, it's it's like my favorite game series i just don't want you to experience it in such a truncated way it's worth playing because you're not going to be attached to any of the characters in any way you're gonna be like oh good this guy's back to life good for him and so and, well i'm gonna see it i'm gonna be like oh my god they brought back so and so like <laughs> i've been waiting for this shit for years so many years i'll i'll consider it Depends. Depends on when I get to my games of the week. Depends on how frustrated I get with that game. So <laughs> if I don't end up throwing my Xbox out the window. 
Yeah, we've got so much shit coming out just this month. You've got other stuff to play. Don't worry about Kingdom Hearts. I've got that covered. I'll be I'll be geeking out about it plenty. So yeah, we'll need to record some gameplay of that. Sure. So, I mean, your, I don't know how to re- do it. Your reaction? Oh my god! <laughs> I'll have to I'll have to get a capture box. I don't have one for my so. for my Xbox or anything yet. Right. I only capture PC stuff. So that's the news on Kingdom Hearts three. As you can tell, Ryan is mildly excited for that. Um, <laughs> and the last, mildly <laughs> the last little kind of cool tidbit this isn't really a huge story but um, as we know Stanley, um comics legend uh, passed Kenny away man. yeah passed away mm-hmm. last November and World Sad. of Warcraft or Blizzard rather added him to World of Warcraft in, in the form of Stanley like S-T-A-N-L-E-Y and he can be found in Stormwind Keep and he just kind of patrols around yelling Excelsior. Um, so, I don't know. I just thought that was kind of cool and fun yeah. to mention. So, if you play... I, World- like, uh, I like that Blizzard does that for people that, like, they know really made a difference. Like, like not when everyone dies. It's not like there's... At least, I don't think. Correct me if I'm wrong, World. But I don't think there's, like, a Michael Jackson character walking <laughs> around somewhere. But, like, there's a Robin Williams character walking around or standing around somewhere. Uh like when somebody dies that like everybody is like oh my gosh that person was so cool just as a person not just for the work they did but just as a person that like they decide to immortalize them in some way i think is super cool even if they don't like to publicly acknowledge it because you know licensing probably is a problem (laughs) (laughs) yeah paying likeness rights or something yeah Yeah. but yeah i just thought that was that was really cool and classy so anyway if you play world of warcraft you can you can find that so anyway that's the news it's been the gamer beat and now we're moving on to our our games of the week and back catalog um you've got more than me this week so you go ahead and start it okay um so the first game on my list uh we got some feedback uh based on last week's episode where uh, ryan had mentioned that he's basically going through from software's catalog start to finish and i had said i basically have never played the souls game and somebody told us i should remedy that and not only should i remedy that i should do a blind playthrough of the dark souls games no googling no guides no hints nothing just put in the game figure it out and i was like well that doesn't sound like that big of a deal and ryan here was telling me no no that's a thing <laughs> like that's that's like um trust me like and i'm like ah, okay whatever so i went out and bought um actually it was on it was on sale like 20 bucks off the the dark souls trilogy remastered like all three games all their dlc and i was like hey I, sure just happens to be on sale the same week someone challenges me to this and keep in mind I knew nothing about this game other than the memes, right? Like there's that, there's a get gift. good. Exactly. The get good me. I remember, I think it was around the time dark souls three came out. Someone had posted to Twitter complaining about something. And the, the from software Twitter responded with the doctor, with the, the, the knight with the helmet, just pointing to a clipboard that said, get good. I knew about that. I knew, I knew of a town named blight town because someone had responded to a, um, post about something what's your favorite area in a game and someone responded blight town so i knew of that just never knew what game it was in and i knew of that one gif where a guy's running along a wall and when he gets to the end of it a skeleton just immediately kicks him off 
Basically, Again. for anybody who knows Dark Souls, Sean didn't even know what the fuck the Souls did in the game until he played it. He was <laughs> in just Dark like, Souls are a currency? What are currency? How? Yeah, now he knows. But, like, basically, I we, we stressed to him not to look up anything whatsoever and to just go into the game and not and try to ask as few as questions as possible. Uh, I think the only question he really asked me is, can I use a shield on a really big monster? And I'm like sometimes <laughs> <laughs> and i immediately got stomped like i've so i've recorded and it's linked here in the show notes i've recorded my first basically two and a half hours unfortunately the first like 45 minutes is a little janky so i put a disclaimer at the beginning of the video but once once you get past that first 45 minutes it's fine just like this podcast but yeah i i was not prepared <laughs> like this skip is even, like Skip like the first ten minutes if you want to get to the actual gameplay. Before that, he's just making a character. Yeah, I didn't even I didn't that. even know you could make characters. I say that in the video. <laughs> I'm like I'm I have the splash screen, Dark Souls remastered. I do my disclaimer, and I'm like, all right, going into the game, and I'm like, oh, I didn't know you could make a character. Like I just <laughs> I literally do nothing going in, and then um, you know nothing, Jon Snow. Pretty much, that's how I felt. <laughs> I mean, like so when people were complaining, this is the hardest game, and I even say this in my playthrough, like oh. I was intimidated going into this. I was even the mobs, man. Like when I first go through this white wall and there's this big ass beast looking at me and he knocks me off the ledge. I'm like, Oh, okay. I'll go back and I'll, I'll take him down this time. Yeah. I was wrong. It took me probably the first hour. I like leave it this way. When I get to the end of the video, you just want to skip ahead to the end of the video. It's fine. You could literally see me die inside. It's actually the background here. This isn't my playthrough. But this is where I was. I come through. I, I, what happened here was I went downstairs and I even see the right. It took me a while to figure out this writing was other players. There's a part where I, I didn't know the bloodstains were other players, too. I kind of was figuring out, I'm like, is this other players? What is this? And I read the writing and someone says, the way you go is off off this. You have to jump. And I'm like, OK. And I immediately jump off the cliff. And I fall to my death. I'm like, okay, now I know this writing is other players. Truly fucks. Because <laughs> I was like, I just got trolled by other players. But yeah. when, when I got to this bridge, the reason as I went downstairs and someone's like, be careful, big enemy ahead. And I'm like, whatever, go downstairs. This stone golem immediately sees me and starts chasing me up the stairs. I'm like, oh, shit, 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 shit. Just start running up the stairs again. I'm like, my only way out is through this white wall. Come through this white wall this guy's on the other side that's um it's the for the for audio listeners it's the taurus demon boss i think so i start i run up to him and i start try to turn around i get shot by two archers on the thing above me and before i can recover from being staggered i get smashed by the hammer and die and get sent back to my last campfire which was like 30 minutes before that and like i said in the video version you can just literally see me <sighs> I'm gonna try this tomorrow. <laughs> like I was, just, ah. I was just done. So I don't know if there's an escape there. I don't know if if I have to ride past him. I don't know if there was anything behind me from the moment I came through that wall for me to go up to those archers. I can't remember if I went up the spiral staircase. If I have to come at him from the top, I, 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 I don't know the strategy here. That's the entertainment for everybody else watching me. So anyway, yeah. That's my first game for my playthrough. I will talk about it more, um, or you can just watch the gameplay as I progress, hopefully. so. <laughs> as I maybe progress. <laughs> Pretty much. That's what Ryan wants me to play instead of Kingdom Hearts. 
yeah, you got three games to get through right there. Um, but yeah, it's kind of funny watching you do it, and you're like trying to decide what stats to pick, and you're like, I don't know what any of these stats do. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. And that's Dark, gonna... that's that's what Dark Souls does. They just like give you all these stats and like eh, figure it out. There is a help button you can hit that tries to give you a description of what they are. I'm probably just gonna put it all on health and just try and do this as a war of attrition. You hit me, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna have my health. <laughs> well, the fact it's funny because you don't know what weapons. Ugh, it's so hard not to try and tell you things. Like it's I'm fun. like. I'm sitting here like, Hoo! but like, it's, it's more fun to have you like flip through it. You know, that's, it's more entertaining. I will say my biggest regret was because recording. I was taken forever picking my character. I was like, oh, people are going to go bored waiting for me to pick a character. I really wish I'd gone for a ranged character like in Monster Hunter and not the thief, which was, I picked it because it does critical damage, or at least that's what the description said. And I'm like, I should have gone for the ranged character. <laughs> I mean, I'll say this very small thing. The class doesn't matter for shit. It just, it's just the equipment you start with. Like, and I've heard that. After that, it's all about the equipment you put on yourself and the stats that you decide to put points into. This so, guy that I worked with about two years ago. That's how, that's old Dark, Soul th- Dark Souls 3 is, right? 2016? So, I don't remember. Well, anyway, a couple years ago. Or maybe that's when, I don't know, whenever Bloodborne or Dark Souls 3 came out, um, this guy I worked with, he absolutely this is his favorite series of games and he mm-hmm. told me the same thing he said uh, back then does he again that's the only other thing i really know about this game he said class doesn't matter it's all in your equipment and so um i recall there being a way to respec in dark souls 2 but i don't think there is one for dark souls 1 so hopefully your build doesn't fuck you over halfway through the game when you find out you know i put all the points in the wrong thing <laughs> just health and stamina that's all i'm yeah. going for right but now. i mean if you get good enough at like dodging and stuff then that can kind of get you very far even with a bad build anyway let's uh i don't, I don't want to say anything else about it myself because then i'll get spoilery accidentally or something <laughs> all um, right so go ahead what's your first game uh you played this as well, so we'll we'll talk about this real quick. The the Resident Evil Two one shot demo, and it's called one shot because the demo gives you thirty minutes to play, and it does have an endpoint. And if you complete it, you can start again, but you just have those thirty minutes, and the timer is persistent through your playthrough. So like once that thirty minutes is up, it locks you out of the demo, and you can't play it anymore unless you have other profile on your xbox then you can just log into that but uh <laughs> or your ps4 or whatever but that's the thing i don't know why they did that kind of a weird restriction on it probably because they wanted it to be edgy and cool like they did with the resident evil 7 demo um but i mean i, I liked it but at the same time like i just felt rushed because like i wanted to complete it uh i did complete the demo did you no i got to because i spent my time exploring like i got to the the part where you go into the weapons locker because i had the key to the weapons locker so mm-hmm. i got the shotgun and i got all that stuff oh no what no the weapons locker and then what's next the photo lab so i developed the photo and then you know the staircase where you can put the boards right there yep and then the stairs go up so right yep. where that zombie attacks you at the base of the stairs i killed it and then as i was going up the stairs the demo ended for me or oh, is that so where it I- ends no, I completed the demo with five minutes to spare, and then I decided not to go back into it because whatever. Uh, and 
completing the demo gives you like a special little cinematic trailer for for the game which reveals that they're gonna do something with hunk in this like a, maybe like a mercenaries mode uh and then something that looked like a giant block of tofu was running oh, around yeah. I don't know if there's like a tofu character that I don't remember that you can play as like a secret thing, but that was just like a very brief clip. And I was like, the fuck is that? <laughs> so that, that was like kind of the thing you get for completing the demo. Um, but I think after you go up those stairs, you find a key and you get like a little hit bag that adds two slots into your inventory. So you can carry some more shit and you kill like one or two other zombies and then that guy from the lobby calls you and says, come on back, I got something to show you. And then you go back there and you see Claire on a video feed and then it ends. So Oh, so was, I was not very far from finishing. Yeah, you were pretty close. There was like maybe like one or two rooms with a zombie, like one zombie, maybe two left. Um, so you were, you were pretty close to it. But I was just sort of, once I got to the point where I was like at the, because you go to that second floor and there's like one room to go in and then you go to the third floor and like, I saw my time was getting close and I was like freaking out. <laughs> so I switched to my shotgun because I'm like, it's a fucking demo. I don't care. And I'm just like blasting through everything I ran into. <laughs> and then uh, so I got through the area pretty quick. You don't fight anything but zombies. I was I was wondering if they were going to have a liquor pop up, but I, I don't remember where the liquors pop up originally in uh, in Resident Evil 2. I will say like last week I, I was busy going like god i don't really remember resident evil 2 but the moment yeah. that demo starts and you enter the police station i was like overwhelming nostalgia oh my <laughs> god yeah yeah i mean it's definitely changed up because I, I would call this like a reimagining remake um because obviously it's not even the same gameplay but uh but like it's it's very true to it otherwise like i like that the puzzles are still there and everything um I think they've done some cool stuff with the RE engine thing that that they've made that they used on on seven. Uh, I was I was afraid they would go too far in the direction of six, not in terms of like being an action fest, but like I don't know if you've if anyone's ever played six, but it's a fucking trash pile. It just feels bad to play, uh, <laughs> and this doesn't feel like that. Like. Even when you run in this game, it feels like a real person running. Like, it's not like a, I'm a fucking buff tank charging forward. Like, it's a guy just sort of jogging so he doesn't overtire himself or whatever. And, like, I like that, like, if I walk into a door, he just kind of pushes it open if it's openable. Yeah. And then you can hit A on top of that. Or yeah, to like I like... Kind of, you can stand in front of it and push A if you don't want to walk into it. So you can kind of go like, and then yeah. go forward. Or even like, I love like that one when you come out of the room, right? Uh, the the development room or wherever it was, right? At the base of the stairs. And you hear the, mm -hmm. and you're like, where is that? And then you turn and it's like a horror moment. And it was like, <laughs> oh, like there were a few times where the game genuinely scared me, but it wasn't like, I mean, the, the direction, if you will, of this game was scary. Like when you first yeah. lift up the grate, that's the first thing you do, lift up the grate and then you go under um and then you're shining your flashlight and i'm like this is yeah. kind of creepy the only thing i will say that is a little cheesy um that I, I won't say cheesy but maybe hasn't aged well is in this age of realism right like this age of like nolan's batman and and this where we kind of expect 
our suspension of disbelief is more in the realm of realism mm-hmm. is I'm in a police station and the locks on the doors are the jack of or the spades you know the like they're the puzzles are are resident evil they're like more japanese style puzzles and it's like which is what i want i did not want them to change it and make it more normal no i'm just saying that that i agree i love this game i I can't wait to play this game in what 12 days like i'm looking forward to it and i'll probably play it on the 24th when it unlocks at 11 like i'll probably be (laughs) there i'm just saying that it's it it I'm wondering how it will be received. Will it be received where people are as hyped and they're like, yeah, this is exactly what we want? Or will it be kind of like, eh, you know, uh, suspension of disbelief? Like I'm, 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 I'm fully on the hype and I can expect, I feel like other people are going to be too. Cause this is what we want when we think of Resident Evil. It's like a modernized version of it. Like with, with the modernized gameplay aspect, but the survival horror is still there. I'm probably going to need to crank up the difficulty because I don't know if it was, or, or unless that was just for the demo, but like, I was I'm thinking like, it was just for the demo. <laughs> I was like fucking flush with ammo. Me too. Like, I was like running around, like zombies don't take that many shots. It was like two or three shots to the head and they're down. And like, I wasn't really missing except for like one zombie. I had trouble for some reason because I was being dumb, but Dude. like, yeah, and it made me so mad when I went into the office, like the warden's office or whatever, and there's a guy mm-hmm. on the ground, and I aimed at him. He didn't move, and I'm like, cool. Got the thing off the desk, walked out, and he's burr. like, burr. and I'm like, God, I should have just shot him in the fucking head. And you probably could have, and he would have got up. But like, I at one point, I was like, why am I even fighting the zombies? I just started running past them because I'm like, they're slow, and I'm faster than they are. Yeah. <laughs> did, you, um, did you try combining gunpowder at all? I just combined gunpowder with other gunpowder and it yeah. made like fif- it made like fifteen bullets. Yeah. And I was like, now I've got even more bullets. <laughs> ho ho ho! <laughs> so I had like two stacks of bullets because my one stack got so full that I had to make another stack in my inventory. So I was like putting healing into my box because I'm like I haven't gotten hurt at all. <laughs> I only had to heal once, and that was right at the beginning when I was getting used to the aiming. Like I yeah. came through a door and a zombie surprised me. He just bit the hell out of me. I yeah. think it was, I think it was I got- the very first zombie. So. I got bit once, and then my guy was still in the fine condition, so I just didn't need to heal at all. I just um, wasted it. I was like, heal. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if that's – and when it does come out, I'm hoping that if, if that is like normal difficulty, having that frequency of stuff, I'm hoping that turning up the difficulty doesn't just like up the ante on damage, that it actually like – Makes the item scarce. Yeah, it changes the item placement or increases the number of zombies as well or something like that rather than just like this zombie bite now puts you on danger instantly. (laughs) Wasn't there there something in the original version where depending on the amount of times you saved determined like getting special items or something happened at the end of the game? I don't recall. I don't think so, but it's... I could have swore each Resident Evil had something like that, like... Because people would try and go for no save runs, and mm-hmm. I could have swore that if you got to the end of the game without saving or with only saving so many times, you got some perk. Well, you were limited in how many saves you had based on how many increments you had. Back yeah, exactly. Then. So that that would be cool if those were limited. But in the day of suspension, like if I can just put it in rest mode, is yeah. that because when I saw the typewriter, I was like. Well, I could just put this in suspend mode, but then again, if I lost power, then it would be like, no, yeah, your progress. progress. But 
that would be kind of tragic. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I don't. I only played one other game, so you go ahead and talk about okay. your game. So yeah, I I'm the one shot though. Just the last point. I'm really really looking forward to this game. So if anything mm-hmm. takes me away from my forced playthrough of Dark Souls, it's going to be this. Um, and so so De- I want to talk about forced. Detroit become human detroit become human was on my top 10 i think it was like number eight or something with me not having finished the last maybe five six episodes or chapters if you will because i love it i know there's some people who think the writing's clunky the allegory's heavy-handed you know whatever i i love david cage games do you Um, love connor because i love connor dude so i'm just gonna tell everybody right now spoilers for detroit become human jump ahead five minutes if you don't want to hear this so i loved connor i got a downer ending man so i'm just going to jump to connor's ending connor either had the connor became the leader of the revolution at the end so marcus died oh shit (laughs) yeah and connor and here's the only thing i didn't like here's the only thing i didn't like it seemed to end with everybody's ending open like I was expecting there to be more to the game, like DLC or something, and it just ended. Like, like everybody died except for like if I had had Connor commit suicide, every single one of my characters would have died. I didn't have anybody die. So let's just start with the one you hate, um, Kara. Yep, she, that dumb bitch. She protected Alice in the boat and got killed. Luther I died. Didn't, I didn't even have a boat because I caught the bus. And got to the Canadian border. And then at the Canadian border, there's like a checkpoint. And they have like a thing that scans you to see if you're an android. And they're like, oh, how are we going to make it through? And they were like, well, somebody's going to have to distract them. And it let me choose. So there was an android that I saved earlier whose name I didn't even know. And he was willing to sacrifice himself. There was that old black lady from earlier. She was there and was willing to help. And then, or I could choose to sacrifice Luther or myself. And I was like, fuck that android whose name I don't know. So he like jumped out on purpose and got shot. And then like it surprised them so much that they just rushed us through. And so, and then it was like, welcome to Canada. It's safe here. And then we just went through and that was the last thing I saw with her. And like they got away. See, um, the, the black lady came and um i forget her name her and her son show up they take us uh-huh. to the edge of the river and she's like here's a boat um uh go across the river and uh-huh. on the other side's canada so we go across and there's like three boats and then like the patrols come and just start mowing down the boats with gunfire and you have you can choose to like protect luther protect alice and i can't remember what the third one was because you it's one of those ones where you have to scan the area and yeah. I, I didn't have enough time to highlight the third one. So I just, she just jumped on top of Alice. And it was like, um, so Luther died. And you basically just, you have to lose some dead weight because there's a hole in your boat. So you just kind of throw him overboard. Wow. And, and so then you have, and it's like you have 10 seconds or I can't remember, maybe 10 minutes before you shut down. So you hop out and you push the boat because you detach your motor too. And you get over to the Canadian border and you basically say goodbye to her and you shut down like you just kind of pass out while saying goodbye to her and then a car pulls up and that's how it ends so i was like oh does this car come to fix you or something or take the daughter like it insinuates that they pick up the little girl but i was like right. but i was like oh i was hoping for 
a happier ending. And then, but Connor, the thing that happens with Connor, well, here's the thing. So when Marcus is there with the robot revolution, let me do it in order with the robot revolution, the FBI agent comes to make the deal. He's like, we're going to kill everybody unless you surrender. So I thought I was doing the peaceful choice. I was like, okay, that's fine. I want to save everybody. I shouldn't have done that. So what happens is he's like, did you, when you get to the later, when he's like, we're going to take you off site to a nice place. He's like, do you really think I was going to let you go? And he shoots North in the head. Wow. And then he looks at you and he's like, you fucked up Marcus. And then shoots you. And then, um, then you have this whole revolution. Connor actually brings all the androids out and he stands up on the thing to like give a speech. Mm -hmm. And then it cuts back to Amanda and Amanda's like, everything worked according to plan right we wanted this robot revolution and connor puts the gun to his head and it's like you can commit suicide yep. or you or you can give up so does the same thing happen if you're marcus no i'll tell you in a minute what happens okay so i just gave up because i didn't want connor to kill himself i like connor and uh because i like the connor and hank relationship so yeah. um so I was like, all right, well, that sucks. I literally could have murdered everybody. I felt like having him commit suicide, but I didn't like, that's the only, that's the only thing I didn't like. The only thing I didn't like was that it seemed like the whole thing was manufactured. Um, I like well, basically like the story up until the last mission. Here's, here's what happened for me. So he went up to make the deal with the FBI agent and I was like, no, fuck off. And so then we went back and they just started killing people. Like they broke through the barrier and like were taking out a bunch of robots. And like I had to do a bunch of QTE shit to save different people. And I saved everybody. And then like they were surrounding us and then they started singing. Like it gave me the option to sing or like do something else. And I like just made all the robots sing and they were like, they're singing. And they looked like, kind of like uncomfortable to just shoot us while we were singing and then they finally called it off and and then they like were like okay we're gonna make uh you know a thing you know a deal with you guys so that's how connor made it through uh, or sorry not connor marcus and then i you know connor comes out with his with all the robots and then they're all on a stage with like all the robots there and marcus is making a speech and Connor is sort of in the back with his hands behind his back. And then Amanda pops up in his head or whatever. And it's like, yeah, all according to plan. Now shoot Marcus in the head. And so he starts pulling out his gun and like slowly raising it. And you're like controlling Connor inside of his own head. Uh, like in that weird area where you usually met Amanda. But now it's all like snowy and like blizzardy and you can barely see in front of you. And like you kind of hear a quick audio snippet of when you visited the owner uh the previous owner who made all the robots originally oh yeah that weird dude yeah yeah you hear a thing where he's like i always put a back door in my programs so i remembered this fucking weird stone you always could walk up to right yeah and i was like it's got to be that fucking hand stone and i found it and put my hand on it and it broke the code and then my guy just puts his hand down and puts the gun away and then the speech continues and the game ends and it's like oh everybody survived having a good time nice (laughs) <laughs> you okay over there no, fucked um, up my microphone there <laughs> no um yeah so that um shoot there was something i wanted to say so um yeah super big spoilers by the you know for the end of the game and yeah. here <laughs> <laughs> oh well i forgot what point i wanted to make but um oh and because of the way i chose my ending public opinion went all the way up 
and the pro oh, and the yep. president the president came on the air and was like we're all gonna live in harmony or some bullshit yeah, yeah that's so. what they did for me they were like we're gonna have you know we're gonna make a deal and we're gonna let them have their own robot town and it's gonna be great yeah and then at the <laughs> very very end of the credits um chloe whichever the name of the, the android is she's like i've been thinking um i really want to go on my own are you willing to yeah. let me go and i was like sure yeah and she's like, yeah, I did the same see ya. Thing. And she just disappears off the title yeah. screen. I was happy. I was like, good. I, I, she was creeping me out hanging out there the whole time. I, yeah, because every time you boot up the game, she always asks you weird questions. She's always yeah. like... Did you get the end credits scene with Connor? No, I, no I stayed for post credits because I had a feeling there was going to be something and I didn't get any post credit scene. So there, there are two different post credit scenes that, that makes I me got. Mad now. <laughs> yeah, there's a Connor one with Hank and like... Uh, they basically meet up at that stand where like he got the hot dog originally and they like have a hug basically. And like, it's like, Oh look, they're friends and they're going to hang out together. And like, that made me really happy. Cause I was like, yes, Connor's my favorite character. Connor and Hank forever. I probably, I probably didn't get it because Connor is now the leader of the freaking revolution. So. Yeah. And then I don't remember what the other one was, but I, I do remember I didn't really care much for it. Cause it was something with Kara and I was like, I don't care. Um, oh yeah, I didn't get that one because my character was dead. Yeah, uh, but I looked online and I guess there's another one, like another end credit scene if Kara survives, but the little girl dies, where she's like walking down the street and sees a flyer for the robot that the little girl is, and then gets all depressed. And I'm like, wow, that's sad. <laughs> Why would you make that an end credit scene? But uh, but yeah, like those are the only scenes is like a couple sad ones and then those happy ones. That's funny. But I was so happy that there was the Connor one because I'm like, Connor! Ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, would watch, I would watch a TV show that's just Connor Robot and Hank solving crimes. <laughs> Ugh. That chase scene? That chase scene? Across the freeway? No, no, no. When, when you catch the, ro- the robot in like the weird birdhouse oh. and like, you, you have to chase him and then decide whether or not you want to save Hank or keep chasing the robot. Oh yeah, I dove on Hank and got killed. <laughs> oh no, I saved I saved Hank. I pulled him up and like let the robot get away. And oh Amanda no, was that time mad about I'm it. talking about the one when you have the three deviants that all look alike. And oh have, yeah, yeah, and I dove on Hank because yep. there were the and I Connor got killed again, and well he Connor sorry Connor didn't die when Hank was hanging off the ledge. I dove on yeah. Hank. And Connor was killed because he had the three things you could do. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was like Hank friend, like when the arrow goes up. Yeah. And um, so, yeah. Oh, no, no. I did that same thing. And then I rewinded the game and did the other path where I went to the roof instead. Because I'm like, there's literally no way to avoid him dying there. That's stupid. So. I didn't rewind anything because I could have, I you know, I could have not got Marcus killed because the thing yeah. that made me mad was when I took the deal because I thought it was the peaceful approach. The thing on the path says Marcus died after betraying his friends. I'm like, eh, no, like, I <laughs> like, then give me a different way to recontextualize the choice. Like yeah. literally say betray friends. Don't say yeah. like there are so many times where like you can choose to take like the violent path. Like it gives you so many options to do it and like it's it gets kind of hard near the end because everybody's such a fucking dick to the robots that i'm like and i'm just like nope 100 percent pacifist route whole time never be a dick to anybody they'll have to be nice eventually <laughs> yeah my my justification was i want them to be better 
than the right. humans. And I thought I was doing that at the end, but apparently my choice was betraying. And I'm like, no, I, I didn't. I wasn't going for betrayal. You asked right. game. You're trying to save them and sacrifice yourself. Yeah, but, but whatever. That's not the way that they took it, but whatever. Yeah, uh, but that's that's Sean's playthrough of Detroit. Yeah. So anyway, um, you you played another <clears throat> game this week. I've been playing Darksiders Two, the Definitive Edition. Uh, <laughs> Um, so I played through the first Darksiders a while ago, uh, and had a lot of fun with it. Now the third one's out, and since I've got Origin and Premiere now, it's got Darksiders 3 on it. And I'm like, oh, I want to play that, but I want to play the first, second one first. And I had started the second one, and got a couple hours in, when I had originally beat the first one. But I decided to play on the Definitive difficulty, which was a bad idea, because the game has New Game Plus, and I guess, like... You're probably just supposed to play that on New Game Plus because I was just getting fucking reamed. And so I got mad and stopped playing it. So this time I'm just playing on Apocalyptic, which is like hard mode, and I'm doing just fine. But it's a lot of fun. It's like, a, it's, if any, if you never played Darksiders, it's like, it's like Zelda, but kind of a little more open and with less of a budget. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if Zelda had no money. Yeah, and, and it's more RPG-y because you like level up and you have a skill tree and stuff. It's, and it's kind of like a Devil May Cry sort of fight style rather than Zelda, obviously. Which is it, Ryan? Zelda or Devil May Cry? Mix of both because it's got dungeons and like special items to help you traverse through them, but you know. So it's Zelda May Cry. Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, but it's cool. I'm, I'm, I don't know how far I am through it because I don't know how long it is, but I just reached like the second map in the game and I don't know how many maps there are. But I'm thinking there's like probably three or four of them. Uh, so I've got quite a bit to play through still probably, but I'm having fun with it. <clears throat> I will say I did play some other stuff this week, but I played them so little that I wasn't really going to mention it. Because like I said last week, I was kind of binging my way through From Software games. And so I was trying a couple of their PS2 ones. And their first PS2 game, Eternal Ring, is kind of like, eh. Like it's really easy and not that fun. And then I was playing... Their second PS2 game, uh, Evergrace, which I did own originally. I actually have the PS2 disc for it still, but like I never played it when I was a kid. My brothers did, and it's fun up to a certain point, and then I was just kind of like, this game's kind of boring too, so I stopped <laughs> playing it. And uh, and then I finally switched to Darksiders. So that's kind of what I did with like most of my week was play that and Heroes with you. So that's, that's what that's why I didn't play much this week because this weekend's really the only time I've gotten to like dig into anything. Nice, yeah. And the only other thing I've been playing was I started Celeste, and I can see where you enjoy that. You playing <laughs> it on you playing it on Xbox since it was free. Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah. I can see where each screen is its own little puzzle, and yeah, it's so fucking good. But the, the platforming is just so fucking tight. Like, yeah, it is. Like that's what's so great about it is like. The mechanic is so refined that like there's never a death where i'm like well the game's fucking stupid that i died there it's like oh i messed up because obviously the game it's not the game's fault it's never yeah, the game's you gotta fault figure when you out die. how and which button to press when and when to grab onto something and when to let go yeah that yeah it's it's definitely mechanically sound and um it's something i'll it's probably gonna be like my casual game when mm-hmm. i'm like you know done throwing this uh, dark souls out the window i'll be like well let me go to something else that's <laughs> equally as frustrating and uh, oh something some sorry something i noticed uh when i was looking at the games past game since we're sharing again 
there's a game on there called Dendara. That's free on there. And I have it on Switch and I played it. It's kind of like... It's fucking weird. Check it out. And anyone who it hasn't called? played it, check it out. Dendara. Den? It's kind of Dendara. With a D. D-E-N-D-A-R-A. Okay. Just making sure. So it's like... It's like a Metroid game. Like a Metroidvania sort of thing. Which kind of sounds like a bad thing because there's so many of those. But it's weird in that you don't walk anywhere. You don't have the ability to just like... I'm going to walk from here to over there. You everything's a wall jump so okay. like you're on the floor and then you jump to the ceiling and then you jump back to the floor and then you jump back to the ceiling so all of your movement is jumping off of one surface to another surface and then you just kind of sort of shoot your gun in a direction from there you can like use the the right stick to sort of aim and then fire okay so it's it's not a super long game like i beat the whole game in like six hours and got like 100 percent. but it's super fun I had it on Switch. It's one of those games I got while I was traveling. Same with Celeste, uh, and ended up playing the shit out of it. <laughs> it <laughs> awesome. was just before just before we even started the podcast it was a while ago. But uh, Celeste and that are super worth playing. Anybody who has an Xbox, I, I know I said this on the Game of the Year episode, but fucking play Celeste. Find a way. It is worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Um, okay um, well yeah. that's that's all the games we've been playing and uh you want to go ahead and talk classic corner classic corner all right classic corner for this week uh sean have you played ultima underworld that's what we're doing no okay so ultima underworld this was the dos game so very old <laughs> um but basically ultima underworld is kind of the catalyst that worked toward things like system shock uh and, and eventually Bioshock and all that stuff. It was like one of the first games to, if not the first game, to like actually have like a 3D environment. Um, like in System Shock where you like walk around and you just have that first person view. Um, it's just really great. Like it's got good music for a DOS game, you know. It's, it's all like... Like the music is all very primitive in terms of like the, the sound quality and, and uh, you know instruments that it can do. But it's just, it captures this feeling of being stuck in like an underground area so well. Because the, the game is called Ultima Underworld, the Stygian Abyss. And it all takes place underground in this multi-layered uh, level dungeon. And you have like a map that sort of, it's one of those maps that like fills in as you go through, like Fog of War style. So you don't know what's next until you go there and then you can see where you've been, which I love. And you can put notes on the map and stuff. So like it was one of the first games to have something like that as well. Uh, and then there's fighting as you go throughout the, the dungeon and, and like you level up and there's a magic system and it's just the perfect, like old school dungeon crawler. Um, at least to me, like I love the shit out of the game and there's a second one as well. And I know late last year they released like a spiritual successor slash actual sequel called underworld ascendant that did not get received well. Um, but we're not talking about that. Fuck that game. This is all about the original. <laughs> you can buy it on GOG, um, as you can with most old games. Um, and it, it plays in DOSBox off of GOG, because, I mean, most stuff does. Um, I, I'm going to look it up super quick and tell you how much it is. It's actually a bundle. You can't even buy the first one without getting the second one. And it is six bucks for two really good old school games and i think all the ultima games are also on uh, origin access 
Uh, not those ones. I actually checked. <laughs> oh, then I guess not. But all of like the mainline Ultima games, yes, they are up to eight. They don't have nine. Um, but but yeah, it's a uh, it's really good old school dungeon crawler game. Uh, before that kind of stuff was like really well done. Like it it's like Eye of the Beholder, but like less janky. <laughs> and it's just you, just like one party member. Like you have to actually like eat food every once in a while. Like there's a hunger system. It's a it's a fun game. It's worth playing. The music is catchy, even as primitive as it is. Um, yeah, that's classic corner. Play nice. That <laughs> Ultima Underworld. Check it out. The Stygian Abyss. <laughs> you get you get two games for six bucks. That's not bad at all, especially if you're mm-hmm. old school. RPGs. Yeah, if you're into old school shit, like it's worth checking out, and then consider whether or not you give a crap about the newer one. I haven't decided yet. <laughs> awesome. Well, that's that's classic corner. Do you also want to yeah, tell everybody cover. about the new releases coming out this week? Lots of stuff because these first three months are fucking huge for releases. We've got yep. Onimusha Warlords, the the remaster of the the first Onimusha game. Um, and we are actually going to buy that, and, and probably we'll talk about that next week. Um, but that's coming to PS4, Xbox One, and Switch, and PC, uh, January 15th. Um, the Walking Dead, the final season, episode three, which I guess is called Broken Toys. Uh, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Also the 15th, Tuesday. Uh, what the hell is Yik? <laughs> It's a postmortem RPG, apparently. <laughs> yeah, a postmodern RPG. Oh, postmodern. Uh, sorry. PS4, Switch, and PC, January seventeenth. I don't know what this, what that is. <clears throat> uh, Ace Combat Seven, Skies Unknown. Man, that's a lot of Ace Combat games. Uh, PS4 and Xbox One, January eighteenth, and Travis Strikes Again, No More Heroes, January eighteenth. Uh, I feel Switch like only. I feel like now, that game wasn't advertised like at all. It, it wasn't. There was an initial announcement, and it's. And they kind of distance it from the No More Heroes name by having Travis Strikes Again being the main title and No More Heroes the subtitle because it's not the same gameplay. Uh, like, I watched a gameplay video this morning, actually, because I saw an advertisement for it on, on Facebook, and I was like, oh, shit, that's coming out soon. Um, and it's more, like, arcade looking, which is fine because you get sucked into a video game, so that's kind of the point. Um, yeah. Right. New concept. Sucked into a video game. What? <laughs> Um, but it's in the in the classic weird fucking grand grasshopper manufacturer style where it's all weird pseudo fifty one shit. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm I don't know about that. I have some Switch credit, so I might buy that actually because I like No More Heroes. I've played the first one and one hundred percent of that. That was a good game, but I didn't play the second one, so I don't know. I'll have to see how much they tie into each other, if at all. Besides Travis being the main character. <laughs> All right. But that's that's the new releases. That's the podcast. That's a rat motherfucker. That is the show for this week. So <clears throat> appreciate everybody who made it this far, who tuned in this week, who listened to our fabulous opinions. Uh, again, you can find us and this show on all podcast services, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitch. We started uploading the show on Twitch just for shits and giggles so if you for some reason you want to watch it there it's up there like um, i said we're on every service fucking platform imaginable that has video and audio <laughs> yeah like you know pretty soon we'll be on beta and laser disc 
So yeah. <laughs> it's an expensive venture, but I think it's worth it. I know <laughs> those damn hipsters. They want the audio version on vinyl. Um, yeah. But anyway, um, yeah. You have any feedback? Go ahead and send that to the silver tryhards at gmail.com. We'll be happy to read that. We're still looking for questions, concerns to, to read on air. Tell me if you've played Celeste and tell me how good it is and tell me, uh, let us know how you feel about Sean playing Dark Souls. And, yeah. and, and, and <laughs> if you want uh, me to continue or throw it in refrain, the fire. Refrain from spoilers. If you spoil something for Sean in a fucking email or a comment, I'm going to be so mad. Yeah, apparently Unless, I'm not allowed to read the comments on, on the videos until I'm no, done playing. I so. forbid him. I'm like, I will read all the comments and then I'll screen them and give you the ones that are good. Uh, uh, yeah. Because I want to watch him flail in pain. <laughs> apparently, yeah, he thinks this is hilarious. So. I think it's great. But anyway, thanks for tuning in and we'll be here same time next week. And uh, like I said, appreciate everyone and your support. Have a good week. Bye. Boom.